All right, so Job spoke and he said, is not man's life on earth drudgery? And drudgery is one of those words where you can like even feel the meaning of it, you know, as you say drudgery. It's communicating that uh, if we're fallen, if we're fallen human beings, we're just going to be in a state where a lot of the things that we do or we have to do, it feels like drudgery. It's just baked into the experience of being a fallen human being. There's no way to get around it. Our life is full of all kinds of things that feel heavy and they feel burdensome. It is what it is. It's just kind of where we're at. Job is an iconic example of this fact. Um, His family dies. His whole family dies. Uh, He was very wealthy. He loses absolutely everything. His body is sick. He's horribly ill and he's in pain. It's about as low as you can get in the human condition. And Judeo-Christian culture has really pointed to him as a model of how to handle that for thousands of years. Before we look at that, I want to look at Jesus's life, though. Job was a precursor to him. Jesus's life was the most difficult life that anybody has ever lived. It was full of pain and struggle and rejection, even by his own people. And it ended in the worst kind of death imaginable. And mixed into all of that was all of the evil that has ever occurred put onto him. Evil is so dark. I mean, it sounds hyperbolic, but it's just so, so dark. It's unimaginably dark. My encounters with demons have confirmed that for me and have taught me that. And Jesus here being tortured to death, drowning in his own lung fluid, all of that is put onto him. It's hard for us to wrap our mind around that. So here's the exercise. Think about the things that you're most ashamed of. Like the things you don't share with anybody. The things that you're even worried about bringing to confession because you're terrified to say them to another human being. Those things. And multiply them by billions upon billions upon billions of people. And all of that went on to one God-man. We can't even imagine what that was like for him, subjectively. Pain and struggle and rejection and betrayal and mockery and torture and death and all evil. It's just all on Jesus at once. Here's the amazing thing. This is one of of those God things. The amazing thing, almost unbelievable, is that simultaneous, concurrent with all of that, is the reality that none of that was drudgery for him. None of it was drudgery. He maintained peace, and he even maintained joy in his heart in the midst of all of that. That's what we believe as Catholics. Doesn't mean that it was easy. Doesn't mean that he he wasn't like insanely stressed out. But it does mean that all this stuff that was happening to him, it didn't shake him in his core. It didn't cause him to waver in his core question is how how on earth is that possible and the answer is it's not possible on earth 
Like for man, these things are impossible. But for God, there is no such thing as impossibility. That's a human thing. But what Jesus did is by capacitating all of this inside of his humanity, he showed us how to do it. He not only gave us the power to do it, but he showed us the model of how to do it, how to get to that place. And this is what he says. He's under so much stress that he's sweating blood. Okay, to get to that point, this is a medical phenomenon, to get to that point, you have to be so unbelievably stressed that the capillaries in your sweat glands burst. And so blood from that bursting mixes with your sweat and it comes out of the glands. It is right before a stroke, right before a heart attack, right before having some sort of neurological incident. Like you are so unbelievably stressed out. And so he's in that state. And he says, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Never the less, your will be done. I'm one of those people that thinks the most important word in the entire scriptures is nevertheless. Because by using it, he surrendered. He decided to do in his human life what he'd been doing in his divine life forever. Trust his father and submit to him. And he showed us how to do it even in humanity, that's the path. If that was the path for him, that's the path for us. And you see it in Job. Job, in the middle of all of this suffering, says quietly, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In other words, nevertheless, your will be done, not my will. Your will, I trust you. He doesn't turn the difficulty of the situation back on God. He doesn't even turn it back on himself. He acknowledges that it's happening. He's honest. He acknowledges that God is in control of all of it. And he acknowledges that everything that happens to us or everything that God allows to happen to us, it turns to the good for us if we trust him. If we love him. That's how powerful he is. There isn't anything he can't bend to our benefit, good or evil. And he loves to do it. Today at some point, here's what I want us to do. Could be in this mass, could be, you know, driving home, could be in your quiet prayer time before you go to bed. Sometime today, quietly in your heart, uh, bring to mind the pain. Everybody's got pain. Everybody's got stuff like going on. We look at other people a lot of times and we think like, man, they're doing, they're doing great. They're not. I can tell you that as the one who gains access to the inner sanctum of humanity. They're not. At some point today, bring to mind the pain and the struggle and the rejection and the betrayal and the mockery and all evil, whatever evil has robbed you of deeply in your heart being able to say, man, God's good. He's good. 
no matter what, and I can trust him no matter what. Anything that's obfuscated that from the motion of your heart toward him and quietly whisper to him in faith, even if you don't fully believe it, especially if you don't fully believe it, nevertheless, your will be done. I trust you.